If you love the blue and white like we do, and you like to stay up to date on what's going on around Ripley High School athletics, make sure you subscribe to this podcast and turn on your notifications. This is episode 13 of Viking 360, the podcast dedicated to Ripley sports. I'm Brian Johnson, along with co-host Mike Rubin. The winter sports seasons are beginning to wind down as girls basketball heads into the sectional tournament. Wrestling gears up for the state tournament. And boys basketball wants to continue to peak at tournament time. Not to be outdone by Cupid, Ripley High's archery team is right on target. We'll hear from Tori Starcher's venture to the Big Apple, and former Viking All-Stater Noah Fisher goes from basketball court to the courtroom. That's all on the docket for Viking 360. Ripley High's distance runner, Tori Starcher, continues to run at a historic pace. Her most recent race came in New York City, where she placed second in the historic Milrose Mile. It's an indoor track meet dating back to 1908. Our guest on Viking 360 is Ripley High School track star, Tori Starcher. Tori had an excellent performance in the New York City big event, the Melrose Games. Tell us about that experience. Yeah, I mean, just being able to go up there and race some of the best girls in the country was just a super awesome experience. And um, I was obviously really um, pushed, and there were a lot of awesome girls in the race. So just being able to come out with a good time and an awesome experience was really fun. And tell us about your times, and tell us about the competition. Yeah, um, I previously ran 4.45 the last week, so 4.46 is what I ran um, this weekend so um, obviously I've ran a little bit faster but um, it was a different type of race style I mean it didn't play out the same as the race the week before but um, it was a consistent time so I'm happy with it. And I understand there's a quite a bit of difference between running an indoor track and running an outdoor track, especially in the distance events. Tell us about that. Yeah, I mean, inside there's a lot of dry air, and um, you always get a sore throat after racing pretty hard. So um, in, during the race, I mean, it can get a little bit warm if it's, um, you know, a lot of people and it gets pretty crowded. But um, I don't think it makes that much of a difference. Um, I mean, I've raced pretty consistently time-wise indoors and out. I mean, in shorter distances it might be a little bit different but um, I stayed pretty consistent indoors and out. Is there a big difference in, in, in how quickly these turns come up on you in an indoor event? Yeah I mean the whole race on a 200 meter track is basically all turns so um, I feel like that does take some time off especially um, like 800 and below. Um, for the longer dis- distances I have run um, pretty similar times to um, longer distances outdoor, but I do believe that outdoor will take off some more time. Excellent. Tori, tell us what is next. I know you have track season coming up, but anything before track season coming up for you? Yeah, I'm actually running at Kentucky this weekend and then uh, Marshall University in two weeks. And then hopefully right around once track starts, I'll be going to back to New York for New Balance Nationals. Wow, that's great. Yeah. Tori, thank you so much and good luck to you. Thank you so much. The Lady Vikings have a record of 15-7. and seven. They've now won 12 of their last 13 games, 
but they're still seated third in a rugged three-team sectional tournament. Mike Rubin had a post-game conversation after Thursday's regular season finale at Riverside. Our guest on Viking 360 is Lady Viking basketball coach John Kennedy. And uh, coach, we began the season with a 10-point win over Riverside and a similar outcome here in the regular season finale down in Quincy. Your thoughts on how things went? Defensively, we did uh, pretty well there in the first half. Um, had home to six points. Uh, shots weren't falling there in the first half, and I told the girls, hey, you know, it is what it is. You're going to have those games. Uh, hats off to their point guard, Sims, and she's a player. I mean, and I hate to see her next year. They're going to come to our place, and, and I'm going to have to draw something up for her right out of the shoot. But uh, I was proud of the girls, and we made it interesting again for four quarters, and uh, the girls found a way to hang on to it and, and get another victory there for them. And Coach, what are your thoughts now as we head into the postseason? Uh, we enter the sectional tournament next week at Parkersburg South. Yeah, um, our, our girls are going to be prepared. Um, I'll watch six, seven, eight game films. I've got six right now. I've got two more coming to me this weekend after some teams play them. Uh, the girls have a lot of confidence. That Cabell Midland game, uh, after it was over, Jalen Hunt, she got fired up in there and she said, hey, girls, we can beat South. Um, we're going to have to go up and take care of the ball and execute. And we're going to have to limit turnovers big time. And the uh, sectional tournament format has changed over the last few years, as you were telling me about that actually, uh, not only does the sectional champion advance, but two teams advance out of the sectional into the region. Yeah, uh, years ago, um, I'm not sure exactly when they changed that. It's been maybe seven, eight years ago. Um, they shifted it to take the top two teams. Well, when you're sitting there with a three-team section, you've got a pretty good chance to go. All you have to do is win one, your first game, even though we're the three seed, if we would knock off Parkersburg South, you know, that game against PHS, it really doesn't mean anything. Uh, I mean, it does for seeding purposes, but we would go to regionals. And then who are the teams in the other half of the uh, region? Well, you've got Huntington, who they're, they're up and down. Um, you've got Cabell Midland. You've got Spring Valley. That's your roll you, of tape behind you. Uh, you've got Hurricane in that other section. So, you know, it, it's looking like whoever comes out of our section with BHS and South, that those will be the two teams to go on the state tournament. And I noticed that uh, Tessa Ray, I believe she had about 18 points tonight. Nice game from your senior as well. Oh, yeah, Tessa. I told her before the game, I said, if you'll just get out and run, these girls will find you. And uh, there, I mean, she took off there and made some buckets for us in transition, and we got her the ball in some offensive sets, and she executed there for us and made some shots. Coach Kennedy, congratulations on a, on a good, solid season, and best of luck as we enter the postseason. Thank you, Rube. I always appreciate you. It's nice to see you down here. Thank you. Viking basketball stands at 10-8 and eight on the season, having won five of their last six games. The Vikings have some big questions to answer. Will they get revenge against an 18-win team from Lincoln County? Will they avoid an upset with rival Ravenswood? And did the coach's son, Landon, ever find his coat? Our guest on Viking 360 is Ripley High School basketball coach Luke Parsons. Luke, a couple of big games on the schedule as things start to wind down here, starting on the, with a rare Saturday afternoon game against the Lincoln County Panthers, and they present some problems. 
Yeah, they do. They uh, we went down there and they caused us to have 30 turnovers. Um, they just get after it. They pressure full court all the time, make or miss. And uh, you know, we we just had to take care of the basketball. And we, we've done a pretty good job of it since that game. And so hopefully, two game two days to prepare, we'll be ready for that pressure. And I hear Lincoln County not an extremely large team, nope. but very quick, and yep. and they press basically the yep. entire game. Yeah, they do. They they. they their, their MO is to get after you just like the old old uh, Coach Huggins teams. Uh, make or miss, they're going to get after you. And then my feeling is they're going to drop back into a 2-3 once we beat the press because they don't have any size to match up with us. And they're going to try to get us to take quick shots. And uh, our goal is to be patient on offense once we get it in the half court and feed our guys inside and hopefully they'll make them layups. And then on the Tuesday evening, uh, the old traditional rivalry, the Ravenswood Red Devils come to down, town, and I know that's always a special event here in the gym. Yeah, it's awesome. Um, Daddy, where's my coat? It's awesome. We're playing Ravenswood again and and, and doing uh, you know the rivalry game. It's just there's just something about getting the student section here, getting the people in the community. Uh, coming to watch basketball, and uh, hopefully it'll be a good game. Um, I, I love playing Ravenswood. I, growing up, when I was in high school, I hated them. You know, I'm friends with most of the guys that graduated in my class from Ravenswood now. But you know, I try to try to get these kids to understand what it means to beat them, to be a Viking, and beat the Red Devils. And uh, you know, some of them understand them, some of them don't. But hopefully, we'll, we'll come in. We'll be ready to play against them. We're going to. Get ready to play against them. Hopefully we'll have a big crowd, and uh, it'll be a fun night. Our guest on Viking 360 has been Ripley High basketball coach Luke Parsons. Thanks, Coach. Thank you, Rube. Ripley High's archery team is a perennial state champion. The Vikings are hosting two tournaments this spring, the Ripley Invitational on the weekend of March 22nd and 23rd, and the Conference Championships on May 4th. The team is coached by Tess Gump and Tom Crook, who say the Vikings appear to be on target once again. Our guest on the Viking 360 is Ripley High School archery coach Tom Crook. Tom, just start off by telling me what makes a good competitive archery shooter. The thing we look for, basically a kid has to have a little bit of confidence in himself. And then we, as coaches, keep going, everything's got to be positive. Uh, we keep it to where the kids practice and you know the more they practice and the more they practice against another person who shoots just as well they get better and then how do the uh, the team events go tell me how the scoring goes when you go to a tournament the scoring we go we take the top 12 shooters out of 24 uh, four of them have to be male four of them female and then the other four could be either and then you take the high scores add them up and we compete against other schools and that's how it's done. And you're shooting from different distances. We, sh we shoot at 10 meters, uh, three rounds at 10 meters, five arrows around, and then uh, three rounds at 15 meters. And Tom, I think we've talked before how there has been a move to move archery to an SSAC sanctioned sport. Is that still in, in yeah, progress? We were told it's going to take place next year. I don't know, you know, if it will or not. And then I wish they would, the SSAC would contact us and ask us some questions about it, but we haven't heard anything yet, so hard to tell. 
Ripley has been able to maintain a, a tremendous, uh, I guess you could call it a dynasty, yeah. multiple state championships in this sport. Tell us how the Vikings and Lady Vikings have been able to do that. And I, I guess that's know, one of the keys. That's what people keep asking us, how you know we get so good. And we don't know. I don't know if it's just, you know, the kids come and get a, a you know, they just think that, you know, when we show up, we're going to win. And the kids, I mean, they get excited because when we show up a lot of tournaments, people come just to watch us shoot. And the kids, you know, some of them thrive on that. And, you know, I really don't know, you know, how, why we're any better than anybody else. But we just are. I mean, our middle school program's really big, and it helps us. But, but I don't know. We had kids that haven't even shot in middle school come over here and are real good. And you were telling me that you have about 50 students yep. who are involved in the, pro in yep. the program. What is the breakdown between uh, the male competitors as opposed to the female competitors? I think we have about 30 boys for every 20 girls. And, and really, the 20 girls is a lot. Most teams only have maybe seven or eight girls on the whole team. And we have a bunch. And we don't cut. The kids come out, they shoot. We have different tournaments and stuff that all the kids shoot. This Saturday we're going to Marshall. Uh, every kid can shoot in that shoot. So we're going to have 50 kids shoot at one time. And even though it's not an SSAC sport, I know that you receive support from the school system oh, yeah. and yeah, from the, the community. Our kids get to receive varsity letters just like the football and basketball and baseball kids. And uh, when we win the states, we have a big pep rally and stuff. And the kids get, you know, go out on the floor and present the trophy to the principals. I mean, that's you know, the, the kids are, I mean, they're, they know they're good, which helps. But, you know, and, it, and it's, they, it's nice that they could share it with other kids around the school, too, that, you know, look at it and say, well, you know, used to be when we first started out, oh, he shoots archery. Now it's like, ooh, they're on the archery team. Yeah. Which, you know, that's, it helps. It builds a little bit of confidence to the kids, which is, you know, most of our kids aren't athletes as far as basketball and football and everything else. Most of our kids are just normal kids. And you were telling me that uh, even though you're known as the archery coach now, your coaching career at Ripley High has by far uh, been limited to archery. It, Tell me about it, your background. It, it happens when you're old, Mike. Uh, it's, uh, I started out coaching tennis. I helped Dan Barnett freshman basketball. I coached other basketball. I coached uh, golf, cross country. And I think that's it. And you have a couple tournaments, a couple of the archery events coming up in Ripley. Yes. Yeah, we have a couple, and it's it's packed. If you've ever seen one before, you need to come because we have thousands of people show up to watch it. And uh, it's this, the bleachers up in the gym are packed every day. I mean, every tour, every round. And it takes the kids usually in our conferences and stuff in our meets. It takes us about 30 minutes to shoot, and then we're done. And Tom, I'm going to put the pressure on you now. Does this team have what it takes uh, to keep the string of state championships oh, yes. going? Yeah, yeah. This team it has the possibility to be the best team we've ever had. Our guest on Viking 360 has been Ripley High archery coach Tom Crook. Thank you, Tom. All right. Thank you, Michael. With more than 1,500 career points and more than 100 career three-point goals. Noah Fisher was one of the most prolific scorers to play basketball at Ripley High School. He went on to play at the University of Charleston before earning a degree in law. 
Brian Johnson had a recent chat from his office in Tampa, Florida. All right, welcome back inside Viking 360. I'm joined now by former Viking sharpshooter Noah Fisher. Noah, it's great to talk to you, buddy. Thanks for taking the time. Yeah, hey, Brian. Yeah, you're cutting in and out a little bit, but I can still hear you. Um, it's great to be here. Great, great to join okay. the podcast. And uh, tell us, uh, when you came to Ripley High School, right after your sophomore season at Sissonville, uh, what a fun time that was. The Fisher family came basketball uh, and uh, we had a great run with you for a couple of years oh man it was fantastic some of the uh the best memories of my life are back a uh, junior and my junior and senior year with uh the whole ripley crew and coach Harmon at the helm it was it was great memories talk about that playing with your little brother you got two years to play with chase and uh kind of show him the ropes you know uh, how how to be a professional how to go about your business and uh uh, he grew into that role very oh, well. Oh yeah, it was it was great. It was a it was a really good bonding experience for us um, as siblings as well. We grew uh, really close um, out of that, and it was uh, it was it was awesome to see the uh, kind of the beginnings of the player that he ended up uh, becoming. So uh, yeah, it was uh, some of the best memories I've had, and uh, I wouldn't trade him for anything. No, you had an amazing run in two years at Ripley High School. You're the only person. Uh, on the on the thousand point score list to do so in two years or less. Uh, talk about that, man. I mean, and you didn't get, you weren't a volume shooter like your brother got his junior and, and uh, senior year. You uh, got uh, your fair share of shots, but you also had a lot of great players around you. you shared the basketball. Yeah, well, awesome. Well, one, I didn't did not know that, so that's um a good I guess feather in my in my <laughs> cap that I can um can add but uh yeah we we were such a stacked team um especially my junior year when we had uh uh logan seabolt and dewey we were so stacked that there was i mean anybody on any given night could have put up 20 plus so uh it it was just it was a blessing to play with all of them so um quite fun yeah but uh didn't didn't realize that so i'm glad uh i'm glad you've uh, made me aware of that i might have to throw that in my brother's face some <laughs> Yeah, had you got two more years and the amount of shots he got, you may have uh, been right there with him on the all-time scorers list. But still a very impressive accomplishment, Noah, to do so in two years. Uh, I believe it was 1,002 points for you. So that puts you – I believe that puts you about 12th on the all-time list. So quite an accomplishment two awesome. years. Talk about, uh, talk about playing for your dad as well. I mean, I talked about you guys kind of taking over – um, the basketball program there when you guys came in and uh, it really kind of changed the culture at Ripley High School. Talk a little bit about that. Yeah, uh, well, my dad is uh, extremely uh, um, detail-oriented and a disciplinarian, so um, a combination of uh, him and with Coach Harmon's uh, just passion, it, uh, it, it led to, and, and a special group of guys that we had, it led to uh, – just uh, an overall uh, successful time, and it was fun. We got uh, we increased our bond with our father, but uh, you know that comes with its ups and downs as well. We had our fair share of uh, of uh, disagreements, but uh, o- o- <laughs> overall, uh, yeah, I-, I wouldn't change I wouldn't change it for anything because my dad uh, is an extra was extremely hard worker, very knowledgeable, got the game, so he was definitely an asset to uh, to the program. The great success, uh, Noah, that did not come without hard work. Um, anytime uh, I would ever be around Ripley High School, 
gymnasium in the health center while you guys were in school there. You guys were in there working. Uh, so there's no shortcut to success. And I know that's something that your dad had always instilled upon you guys. Oh, yeah. Yeah, there are, there are definitely no shortcuts. And the, uh, the work ethic that I learned and my brother learned through just growing up, putting the, the hours in the gym to, uh, you know, hone our craft, the basketball at the time has just carried over um, into our lives, um, into our careers, and also into our new hobby, uh, martial arts. Um, we, we get after that with just as much uh, passion as we used to get after, uh, get after it in the gym. So, no, talk about you went on to college, you played at UC, um, had a good career there. Uh, talk a little bit about that experience uh, at University of Charleston. Yeah, it was a, uh, it was a, uh, it was a great career. It was, it was, uh, it was very fun. Obviously, I uh, transferred there with uh, my best friend uh, Xavier Humphrey um, from uh, Marshall. So uh, it was nice to uh, have a, a partner in that transition period in my life. Um, so it was really good, and we were a loaded team. We had a lot of um, really good transfers and a good base at the time. So um, yeah, it was great memories. We. Uh, um, yeah, I look back on that fondly as well. And also, it's where I met my wife, so I have no complaints on that front. Yeah, that's what I was, was going to be my next point. Uh, I believe you met your wife, Lynn. If, is that her yes, name? Yes, that correct? is correct. Uh, met her there. You guys now uh, married, living in Tampa. Tell us about oh, that. yeah, it's, uh, it's a great life. So we've been in Florida um, since 2013 when uh, I graduated from uh, University of Charleston, um, Went to law school down here in uh, the St. Petersburg area, and we've just been in Florida since. We uh, we uh, love it and have got into uh, the weights and the martial arts together. So um, it's uh, it, it's been great. And then with the addition of my brother coming down and uh, joining the uh, crew, it's uh, it's uh, it's it's a great time down here. So you have to put up with him 24 hours a day then. So that, I know that's not an easy job. You you thought maybe moving to Florida, you got away from having to hold his hand and take care of him, but here you are again doing it once one more time. Constantly. It, if it's it, constantly, <laughs> he's always calling me for small, uh, small pieces of advice or, or assistance <laughs> and, or he's always coming over and wanting to, you know, grab a meal. So, uh, Lynn, Lynn sometimes, sure. has, Lynn sometimes has to put him in check, but it's, uh, it's all good. <laughs> you do uh, you do teach him the ropes in the weight room, right? Because what is it? We were doing that when he was still here. You're still teaching him the ro- the ropes in the weight room. Oh, most right? definitely. He's got he's got a while to uh, until he catches up uh, with me there. But uh, yeah, we uh, we it's been great having him as a lifting partner. Um, so we we push each other and all the trainings we do. We've been getting after it in the weight room um, on the wrestling mats. Believe it or not. Um, and uh, on the jujitsu mats and then uh, Muay Thai ring. So we're just uh, re- just pushing each other and uh, in, in every facet of life. How much fun has that been uh, getting into the martial arts side of things? I know that's a little bit different than basketball, but certainly the competitive nature uh, kicks in for you. Well, I'll tell you what, it's been an extremely humbling experience for both my brother and I. Um, coming in I think we had uh, a little bit of unrealistic expectations about our capabilities but uh it's been a great journey it's been uh, really fun it's um we've grown in uh many ways from it um one just the humbling and then you get a you know just sense of self-awareness and it's also uh, a great workout and you build a a good bond with uh other people the same as you would on the basketball court you build a good bond with your training partner so um it's been a, a fun adventure that my brother I and Recently, my wife have been uh, 
have dove into. So, Noah, you passed uh, law school. Uh, have you passed the bar yep, yet? I passed the bar in 2016, and I've been working um, for Deloitte um, in international tax for almost uh, two years. So I'm actually taking this call from a, a conference room right now. Well, good <laughs> for you, man. Uh, I know we're certainly proud of you, and uh, we know you'll do very well uh, there, much as you did while you were in Ripley, and uh, we know uh, things will just continue to progress for you, and we're super proud oh, of you. Well, I greatly appreciate it, and I'm proud of Ripley and proud to be a Ripley Viking. Hey, buddy, again, thanks for the time, man. Make sure you take care of your little brother down there. I know you need someone to watch after him. So uh, uh, best best of luck to you the rest of the way, you and your wife, and uh, come back and see us sometime. Real Most soon. definitely. We'll have to hit the links. Absolutely, Noah. Thanks again for the sounds, time, buddy. That sounds was- good. That was Noah Fisher on Viking 360. The special atmosphere that is the West Virginia State Wrestling Tournament gets started this Thursday in Huntington. One of the eight Vikings to qualify, Tanner Ross is a senior wrestler for the Blue and White. He brings a workmanlike blue-collar mentality with him to the AAA 220-pound weight class. Our guest on the Viking 360 is Ripley High Wrestling Senior Tanner Ross. Tanner, thanks for being with us this evening. Thanks for having me. This has been uh, your senior season, and tell us uh, basically how that went. You were telling me that this is your second year back in the sport of wrestling. How did things go for you? Uh, well, I mean, I came into the season with a broken arm um, previously, and I, you know, when I came back, I came back strong. Had a little bit of a rough start, but things gradually progressed, and now here we are at the States. And we were talking, we're sitting here in the office of uh, head coach Matt Smith, and as we look up at his shelf, we see a plaque that he won as he was a wrestler at Ohio University, and it says, Hardest Working Wrestler. Does that come as any surprise to you as one of his wrestlers? That does not surprise me at all. Matt always says it's not how big you are, it's not how strong you are, it's not how fast you are, it's about how hard you work. And he said that is his main principle is hard work and that's what got him so far. Tanner, you were able to survive this season and entered what we call the toughest regional in the state of West Virginia. You were able to come out of that and, and qualify for the states coming through a tough region like that is that to help you get better prepared for the state tournament yes it, it, it definitely is you wrestle some of the best guys in the state in our region and when you do that and you can come out qualifying for states you know you're ready we now sort of have a uh, i'll call it an off week no matches this week but getting prepared uh, for the state tournament down in Huntington. So what do you do as a wrestler to get yourself ready for that state tournament? Well, you kind of watch your film from this weekend and you get back to the drawing board and you, need, you tweak things and you just put in more hard work and keep progressing towards the state tournament. And have you thought about, uh, with this being your senior year and everything, have you thought about a goal, what you would like to accomplish down in Huntington? I would like to place and have our team do well in the top ten probably that would be that be good for us do you know yet the brackets do you know who your first round opponent is going to be at this time I have not looked but it doesn't really matter to me I'm just going to go wrestle whoever it is I like that and you have a sort of an unusual uh, career plan I like that uh, we introduced that on on senior night but tell us about that how you came to that decision and what you'll be doing 
Well, earlier in my high school career, I was thinking about going to college to be a wildlife biologist, and then I realized that maybe college wouldn't be for me, so I decided to learn a trade, and I'm at the Ren Jackson Technical Center half the day, and I'm learning a trade. I'm learning welding, and I hope to continue that at Hobart this fall. Awesome. Tanner, thanks so much for being with us. Congratulations on qualifying for the state wrestling tournament. Thank you. You've been listening to Viking Senior Tanner Ross on Viking 360. Here's a lady Viking who knows what it's like to bounce back. Brian Johnson had a conversation with Ripley sophomore Lauren Rausch. Welcome back to Viking 360. I'm joined now by sophomore lady Viking guard Lauren Rausch. Lauren, thanks for being with me. Thank you. Lauren, talk a little bit about this team. You guys are uh, on fire right now. 15 and or 15 and 7, I think, is your record um, in the last half of the season. You guys have been playing some great basketball. I think um, we're a really close-knit team, and we just do what we have uh, have to to win. And uh, where most teams are offensively, we're a very close-knit defense team. And as a team as a whole, we're very close, and I consider them uh, my best friends and sisters. So It's a lot of fun when you win, too, isn't it? Mm -hmm. Yes, we get fired up in the locker room, and we have dance parties sometimes even. And our favorite saying is, how about them Vikings? <laughs> how how about them Vikings? I mean, talk about this team and your chances. You're getting ready to play a sectional game uh, on Wednesday up at Parkersburg South. You guys have to feel like you have a pretty good shot at uh, moving on. As the underdogs, uh, we really do. Like, it's going to be a battle, but we're ready. We're prepared. The coaches do everything they can for us. We have a game plan, and we're just ready to go up there and fight. Now, let's talk about you. Uh, the games that we've carried on C98 – uh, what really struck me about the way you play is you bring a, a level of energy to this team. Uh, whether you start or come off the bench, whatever that is, you know your role. And, and your role is to come in, play defense, hustle. You're on the floor within a matter of minutes uh, once the game starts. Uh, and you bring a, uh, a mindset to this team that is winning at all costs. And I think uh, that's been a big part of this 15-win uh, uh, season so far. Uh, one thing my dad has always taught me is that if you can play defense, you can play anywhere. So for me, defense is the most important part of the game. Defense wins games. Where uh, one person might want to score 15 points, my goal is to take a charge. Where um, I can't get blocks or anything, I'd much rather sacrifice my body and get a charge. And I love just looking over and see that ref putting his hand behind his head. The bench uh, really gets into it too. As an underclassman, though, you uh, have kind of taken a back seat uh, to scoring. You can score. We've seen you score in the games that we've played. But uh, you know that on this team that isn't your role. Now, you score when you get the opportunity, but when you have Jalen and you have Sarver and, and you have Tessa and, uh, and Taylor, uh, girls that are a little more seasoned, that have had more games under their belt, um, you just come in and, and show these even younger girls, these freshmen, how it should be done. Uh, I believe uh, my main goal offensively is to find the shooter. Like the other night uh, against Cabell Midland, uh, Taylor uh, got in trouble and had to sit out or uh, got in foul trouble. So, uh, and Jay was on fire. So it's my role to get her the ball. When you look at this team, when you were out, we did a game, I believe you were out. I can't remember who we were playing. Uh, that's when you were injured with the head injury. How's that going? Uh, how are you feeling? Do you feel like you're back at 100% now? Uh, yes, I feel like I'm back at 100%. I was a little discouraged or disheartened about having to wear my helmet, but um, I do whatever I can to have to play, and 
I'd much rather be on the court with a helmet and then not being able to play at all. And even uh, my teammates have brought me up through that, and Tessa Ray even offered to wear one with me. Well, you pull the look off. Don't worry about that. Uh, you wear it well, so uh, I wouldn't let that discourage you. But you played uh, tremendous defense, uh, and you were talking about it a minute ago. Defense travels, Lauren, and, and you talked about defense winning championships. That's what it's going to take for this Lady Viking team uh, to advance and beat Parkersburg South next week is a level of defense that you bring to the floor. Um, yeah, I think it's mostly going to be a defensive game, and we can definitely, we're definitely going to bring our A game. And I just hope that uh, we'll be able to make it out of this section and give everybody a show that they want to see. What would it mean to you and the underclassmen to, to win and advance and uh, maybe get to the Civic Center uh, for these seniors? Because I know how much uh, you underclassmen look up to these girls and, and what they mean to you. Uh, I think it would be a blessing itself. Um, I love the girls so much, the seniors. It's going to be uh, really tough losing them. and. Uh, but it would just be uh, amazing for not only our program, but our coaches, our school, and all the fans that come out and support us to be able to make it to the Civic Center. Well, when this season's over and those, fresh, or those seniors do move on, you've set yourself up to be a leader next year for this team. Yes, uh, hopefully. I really want to be um, a leader to all the uh, underclassmen, and I really think that uh, this year the seniors really helped me as a sophomore uh, come out of my shell, and that goes for everybody else too. All right, Lauren, thanks for the time. Best of luck in Parkersburg. Thank you. You've been listening to Lauren Rouse, sophomore guard for the Lady Vikings. Episode 13 of Viking 360 is now in the books. Thanks for listening, and remember, make sure you hit the subscribe button and turn on your notifications. Until next time, we'll see you around.